baobulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with baobulb.org. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the 29th of August, 2020. It's the Women's Month in South Africa and our focus remains women for this month. We are having three scripture readings for today's family worship service. Our first scripture reading comes to us from 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 1 to 22. Our second reading comes to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. And our final reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to verse 16. Let us join together in prayer. Generous God, you assure us all that we are of great value in your sight. We thank you for your incredible love for us, which value imperfect sinners like us. Inspire us to value others with that same kind of love, so that all people in our circles may come to know you, and that they also come to believe that they are valuable in your sight. By the movement of the Holy Spirit, enlighten the darkness of our hearts. O God, give us a deeper faith, a sense of knowledge, and a certain hope for days ahead of us. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, my rock, my redeemer, my friend. And so I pray this prayer in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and an ending praise. Amen. Let's listen to the verses that we would like to focus on this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. But God chose the foolish things of the world to show the, to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. This is the word of the Lord. And then our main reading for today, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 1 to verse 22, verse 3 says, now Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, son of Shemiah, David's brother. Jonadab was a shrewd man. Verse 5. I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. This is a conversation between King David and his firstborn called Amnon. So he said, verse 5. I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Verse 14. But he refused to listen to her, and since he was stronger than she, he raped her. Verse 20. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has Amnon your brother been with you? Just listen to what he says, Absalom. Be quiet now, my sister, he is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. This is the word of the Lord. The theme of our family worship service this morning is Don't Disturb the patriarchal order, 
Don't disturb the patriarchal order. I charge you this morning to read all our texts as the text comes to us from the Holy Scriptures, 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 1 to verse 22, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 and verse 28, and our Gospel reading, speaking about the salt of the earth and the light of the world, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to verse 16. Don't disturb the patriarchal order, theme of our family worship service for today. <clears throat> Pardon me. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, Amnon had plenty of time to think matters through and to work for a better outcome, but the rapist does not. He followed the counsel of a fool, a cousin called Jonadab. The wise always thinks matters through before they act. They wrestle with decisions. The wise wrestle with doubts and they wrestle with uncertainties before they arrive at a conviction that may become the basis of their decision. In their wrestling, the wise never ignore the fact of evil or suffering and even mischief in the world. The wise never lose sight of the fact that their decisions may cause harm or hurt. And therefore, Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. But this is not how Amnon made his decision or how he thought at the time. This lovesick puppy and rapist did not care about the fact that he will distort. He didn't care about the fact that he will taint. He did not care about the fact that he will corrupt or even pervert his relationship with his family. Neither did he care about the fact that he will distort and taint and corrupt and pervert his relationship with his sister Tamar. Amnon the rapist thought only about the gratification of himself. He is more powerful. He is the more powerful one. After all, he is the firstborn of King David. And he is willing to lay everything on the line of this patriarchal plot. He knew that his father, King David, would listen to him more than what he would listen to his daughter Tamar. They are the powerful male figures in this patriarchal order. And Amnon did not care that his evil abuse of power will leave scars on the life of his sister Tamar for the rest of her life. Tamar, as a consequence of the action of her brother, Amnon's Amnon's action becomes a desolate woman as she lives in Absalom, their brother's house. Patriarchy destroyed their life, and it shut her mouth forever. Her sense of self was damaged. After the rape, she probably suffered from low self-esteem and probably was filled with lots of shame. In this patriarchal system, The act of Tamar bring, being raped by her brother lied dormant and in secrecy of this dysfunctional royal family. Tamar's desolation and abandonment also speaks of self-judging self and a healing that will never come for her. But despite of her feelings and emotions in the tough and difficult time that she was having to cope with what had happened to her, 
the plotting in the in the patriarchal order continued. In this plotting, the Mao's voice was blotted out forever. Her voice was blotted out with these words uttered by her brother's Absalom. Has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet now, my sister, he is your brother. Verse 20. Absalom don't want more to disturb the patriarchal order, and the joy of refreshment, a sense of peace, will never come for her. The God of justice, as Israel called God, the justice of Israel's God of justice will always escape her. Patriarchy want to be so powerful that it wants to blot out not only Tamar's voice, but also the voice of God. In the system, therefore, there is no hope that the perpetrator will be brought to book. And it looked like, it seemed like, that the evil abuse of power in this patriarchal order will crush the spirit of Tamar. Not only blot out the voice, but also crush the spirit. Tamaru felt weak and helpless at the time. It looked like the evil abuse of power will crush justice. Justice will come to a grinding halt. Last night. Justice will come to a grinding halt. The God of justice deliberately were left out of the patriarchal order. Losing hope, Tamar probably knew that justice will never come away. The patriarchal order also lost sight of God and that God's presence is a gift of God's self to us. The patriarchal order thought that God was on their side and it forgot that God comes to the rescue of people who are unjustly treated, that God always comes to the rescue of people who are oppressed and harmed and hurt, and that God always comes to the rescue of those whose voices are blotted out. God was, and God is still is, the God in the midst of his people. The patriarchal order forgot that God can insert a new dimension into any situation that no human calculation can foresee. God can bring into play new initiatives that can confound the systems and the forces of injustice. Because, says the Holy Scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God choose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God choose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. And God still does this up till today. The patriarchal order wants to take matters into their own hands. Absalom wants to take matters into his hands. He will see that his sister gets justice according to what he determined. And so he will take the law into his own hands. Don't break the silence, Absalom said to Tamar. He blotted out the voice of Tamar forever. But Tamar wants her voice to be heard. In the presence of her rapist brother called Amnon, this daughter of King David claimed her voice. There was no panic in her voice as she deliberated with her brother. 
Her deliberations with the brothers slow down the plot against her, but in her attempt to slow down the plot of her cousin Jonadab against her, Tamar is unable to divert the plot. A plot set in motion by the patriarchal order. First, Tamar appeared to uh, appeal to her customs and the custom of their people when she said to her rapist brother, Don't, my brother, don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. But it doesn't work. And then Tamar speaks to the error of her brother's demand. When Tamar said to her brother Amnon, What about me? Where would I get rid of my disgrace? What about you? You would be one, like one of the wicked fools in Israel. And so carefully Tamar weighs up the consequences in the presence of her rapist brother. Finally, when nothing works out for her, Tamar called on the seat of their father. Tamar referred to their father as king and not their father. She tried to set a distance between all three of them. Her words is honest and to the point, but in the end her attempt could not divert the brutality of the unrestrained desires of this rapist brother Emma. Disaster for both of them lies in the future, as he raped his sister. The house of King David, the house of Israel, deflowered her virgin daughter and is now not only tainted with David's adultery, but it is also tainted with incestuous violence. Tamar's wailing says to the patriarchal order, I want justice. I'm not afraid to disturb this patriarchal order. Tamar's wailing says, I'm challenging this patriarchal order because the rapist did not only violate me by robbing me of my virginity, but threw me out onto the street and bowled the, bowled the door after me. It is this action of bolting the door behind Tamar that is a revelation of the face of the patriarchal system. The system has a tendency to spit rape survivors out. When rape survivors challenge the system and seek justice, when rape survivors push to heart, you can be silenced by the police when the rape is reported. Listen to what Tracy Chapman has to say behind the wall. Did I heard the screaming? Loud voices behind the wall Another sleepless night for me It won't do no good to call the police Always come late if they come at all Last night I heard the screaming Loud voices behind the wall Another sleepless night for me, it won't do no good to call the police. Always come late if they come at all. That's what Tracy Chapman has to say to us this morning. You can be silenced by the police when your rape is reported. Your partner can take your life or even threaten to take away your livelihood. This is the face of 
this patriarchal order today. The patriarch may even threaten that the survivor will lose his or her employment status. The face of the patriarchal system is of such a nature that the powerful male figure in a company, powerful male figure in a political party or organization may silence the survivor and that it will mean disaster for the survivor when the survivor challenges that powerful male figure in our society today. But this is not even all. Because this is how some of our female colleagues may even react. Keep quiet, other females will say. He will crush you. And so the system drives fear into people. This is what the face of the patriarchal system look like today. Well, speaking out is the right thing to do when being sexually abused or when a rape had taken place in a safe space or what should be a safe space like that in the case of tomorrow. Speak out when a relative or friend are being sexually violated by a family member. Speak out when sexual contact is forced or forced on a girl who went on a date with a person for several occasions and now the person demands sexual activity from her. One should not confuse sexual activity with sexual violence. This is the face of a patriarchal system today and how the system reveal itself. Says a person who was raped several times, when I am reborn after my death, if there is such a thing that I will come back to earth or return to earth, I want to return as a male figure, the person said. Simply. Simply, this is what the person said. Men have power simply because they are men. The presence of Jesus Christ in the lives of men, or should I say in the lives of every person or all people across the world and in our country and in our community and in our spiritual family and in our family, compels us to make a deliberate choice. Because sexual violence happens sometimes right under our noses in our family. Just like it happened in the family of King David. But individuals choose to sexually violate others and to be like Amnon. But with Jesus in our hearts, we must make a deliberate choice to critique culture, patterns of socialization, and to analyze the morality of sexual experiences. And we need to see that justice happens where sexual abuse and rape have taken place. Never should we shrug back from the demands that justice for survivors is to demanding or to taxing on us. It is when we go for God and when we go with God that God intervenes despite the challenges and despite the obstacles that we may encounter along the way. Because our God always has a higher purpose in mind. Despite frustrations, sometimes even failure and difficulty as we stand up against patriarchy, God is and God remains on the side of the oppressed and those who are sin against. And so do not be shaken by the strong appearances of the patriarchal order. 
and they'll be muted by the system, as in the case of Tamara. The God that revealed himself in Jesus Christ is strong, mighty, and should never be underestimated. God's resources is inexhaustible, and God calls his host of warriors into battle whenever there is injustice, so that we are able to sing. Jehovah is his name. Mighty warrior, strong in battle, Jehovah is his name. And so Jehovah is the one who disturbs the patriarchal order. Jehovah is the one who has already commenced with this battle and he wanted you to join this battle. Everybody should join this battle. Because Jesus in your heart, you should join this battle. Battle against this patriarchal order, which face looks so ugly when it reveals his face. And it comes to rape and sexual violence. And so today, sing with me, sing with me, Jehovah is his name. Mighty warrior, strong in battle, Jehovah is his name. Don't let this patriarchal order spit you as a rape survivor, one who was actually abused out. Stand your ground, because Jehovah is his name. And so, friends, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, glory be to God, the mighty warrior, Jesus Christ, who compels us to make decisions and the Holy Spirit who strengthens and equips us to stand firm in battle. Amen. Let us join together in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you are bigger than all our problems, and your mercy never fails. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Spudcaster podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe.